Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is the latest version of All Ball, the podcast everybody is talking about. Uh, yeah, sometimes we talk other sports, not just basketball, but man, I, I just love getting these basketball stories. Uh, if you've Downloaded All Ball in the past, you know that I had part one with Frank Martin, and we recorded part two shortly thereafter, and then I recorded the Ron Baker podcast, which uh, was about his life, his upbringing, his story, his succession at, uh, or ability to have success at Wichita State after being a walk-on, redshirting his first year, getting all the way to the Final Four, what really happened with Greg Marshall when he was there. I mean, it was amazing. And then we talked about his NBA journey and what he's doing now and what, what his next phase. It looks like he's going to shut down his basketball career because of three surgeries in four years. Download that one if you missed it, but you know that we had Frank Martin. And if you haven't heard part one of Frank Martin, you want to download that. It's amazing because we took you up to the spot where he got the Kansas State job and his story for what he his reaction when he was actually offered the job is where we left off. So this is part two. A different discussion and really, really interesting perspective. A guy who's now been a head coach for over a decade, two schools, why he left, why he hasn't become the head coach in Miami where he's a legend, and and what the next wave is at South Carolina program that he finally got to the Final Four. And plus, what he learned from Kansas State that he believes allowed him to take that. Remember, they got to the Elite Eight at Kansas State, got to the Final Four at South Carolina, what he learned from that Elite Eight game and what it was like to, to win that Elite Eight game in Madison Square Square Garden in New York City. Let's get to it. Here's my second part of a discussion with Frank Martin. All right, as promised, Frank Martin returns. And um, I really want to, again, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, I'll take us back to where we left off. But let me start with kind of the news of the day. We're getting Duke's first game postponed. Baylor, Arizona State, not headed to Mohegan Sun. Uh, what are you, where are you in your uh, program on this season getting off underway on time? Yeah, I, I, I never bought into this, all these so-called uh, neutral site fake bubbles that were created with multiple teams. Uh, we're all in different leagues. We have different testing protocols that we're being mandated to live under uh, based on our leagues. And, um, I, I wasn't into that. I mean, we're in one in Kansas City next weekend. Uh, I'm hoping uh, it goes through. Uh, but I, I, I think the safest thing to do is just to schedule single games. And, and then at the end of the day, I, I've been a big advocate from the beginning, Doug. Um, I, I believe we should play non-league games. But I've been a big advocate that as a conference, 
we had to fight to protect our 18 games. We, we had to uh, create windows uh, to, to play makeup games if need be, uh, because it's hard to control non-league games, but you do control your league games. And uh, we, we, we had to figure out a way to do that. And in the SEC, we created a window at the end of the year where we can make up games. So uh, it's, going, it's par for the course for this year, man. It's a hey, hey, dog. And remember this back in the summer, one of the reasons Greg Sankey started football when he did in September right. is because all the experts said late November is a problem. It's coming again. And, you know, and, and so for, we're, we're trying to make this happen. A lot of people have worked really hard to make it happen. We just, we, we, we can't overreact to when these moments take place. So, so in terms of preparing though, for, for Kansas city next week, you prepare as if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a daily update on everything. Like do you get from the folks in Kansas city, do you get an update from the teams you're going to play? Do you get an update or you simply worry about yourself? How does that work? All the above, all the above. And, and like, for example, uh, this week, like games start this week, we get tested NCC mandated three times a week uh, rather than one time a week before this week. Um, and uh, and now this week we go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday is SEC testing. Then we get off a plane in Kansas City on Friday. Then to be part of that tournament, we got to get tested Friday and Saturday. So we'll be tested five times this week. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, you know, it's just part of the part of the week. We, Listen, we, we've all signed up, coaches, players. We, we, no one's forcing anyone to do this. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for other coaches, but I know I've spoken to the guys, uh, my peers that I do communicate with. Um, the players want to play. We're trying to make it work. Uh, it takes a lot of self-accountability to, 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 to put this together. A lot of people putting in a lot of time to try and make it happen. And at the end of the day, we can't control it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's something that's there. And, uh, when, when unfortunately these moments take place, we just got to pray that the, uh, that people are safe, uh, that they don't get grabbed by this virus, uh, in a, in a hard way. Um, and, uh, and, and if we can get games in it, just celebrate the games we get in, that's, that's what the season should be about. Um, okay. So let, let, let's, let's go back, uh, part one, mm-hmm. where we left you the president and the athletic director um, at Kansas state offer you the job and offer Delante to be the highest paid. You're the lowest paid head coach in the big 12 and 600 grand Delante be the highest paid assistant at 400 grand. They said, do you need to take a minute? And you said, yes, when you take a minute, you go outside, you're like, are you kidding me? And you talked about your wives and how you live next to each other. Um, and it, that's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Right. Okay. So you walk back in, you take the job, then what happens? Um, take the job. We agreed uh, uh, um, uh, to have a press. This was on a Thursday. Uh, excuse me, on a Friday. Agree to have a press conference on Monday. Uh, as soon as we're done with the, uh, you know, the formalities, hugging and high-fiving and uh, thanking each other, president, the AD, me, Delante, we went home. I shared a moment with the rest of our staff um, and uh, and then got on a plane. Delante and I got on the school plane and flew to Memphis to go meet with Michael Beasley. Mike was uh, uh, in Memphis playing with USA basketball. And uh, we went there, met with him, uh, then turned around, met with Jacob Poland. Um, and uh, uh, then at, at the time, that was a live recruiting weekend. So and we went to the old real deal on the hill uh, AAU tournament in uh, – uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and uh, recruited there all day Saturday, uh, all day Sunday, flew back home. Um, and then uh, this is where it kind of got interesting. This is a powerful moment in my life, Doug. Uh, get back uh, for Monday, and uh, the paperwork that was presented to me uh, said I can be terminated at any time for 50 grand. And, and I said, I, I didn't shake hands on that. And uh, I said, I told you guys, if you guys are committed to me, you believe I can do the job, I'm in. If not, no feelings hurt, man. I'm, I, I, I don't want to be a token guy. I, I don't live my life that way. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's, uh, that's protected because of somebody else. I, it, I want to stand on my own two feet when the moment comes. And um, they, I was told the press conference was later, like a couple hours later. I said, well, Frank, this, it is what it is. And, 
And uh, I didn't take it personal. There's no ill will. Uh, but I told uh, Tim Weiser, the athletic director, I said, I can't sign that. That's not what I wanted. It's, I can't do it. And he says, well, you're going to have to coach without a contract uh, because that's what it is. And I said, well, if you want to introduce me as your coach, let's go. I'm ready. And I'm, re- I'm willing to do it. Uh, and if you don't want me to be your coach, I understand. I, I now, had it already been leaked to the media? Had they already reported yes. Frank Martin was going to be the next head coach? Yep. Yep. So, um, uh, I, Tim said, well, you're the guy. We just got to figure this contract out as we go along. And, uh, I, I coached a whole year without a contract. And, uh, now were you paid at what, what rate were you paid at the first at year? 600, but the member, you know, we, you do sign that MOU or whatever that thing's called, the, the memorandum of, uh, understanding. Uh, so the salary was understood, uh, but there was not a contract in place as to, you know, if I would have been terminated, they could have fired me the next day. They could have fired me December 1st and not paid me a dime. And, uh, but I, I just, uh, uh, I just didn't agree with signing something. That's not what I agreed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Tim Weiser understood that. And, uh, one of the most powerful moments I've ever had, uh, professionally was we, we beat Southern Cal in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And as I'm walking to the locker room, uh, Tim Weiser standing outside the locker room. And he says to me, uh, I've never been prouder of a man than I am of you right now. Uh, I I'm so happy for you. Uh, whenever this ride's over, uh, you're, we'll sit down and, you know, we'll figure out the contract thing and whatever it is that you need, we'll get done. And, uh, and I, I appreciate that Tim Weiser's become a dear friend of mine, um, because he stood strong into what he believed. And I stood strong into what I believed, but it didn't make us dislike each other. On the contrary, uh, it got us to a much closer place. No, it's just one of the things that that's unique about you is that you don't just say it. Lots of people say it and pay it lip service. You actually do it. And I think it, it can catch people off guard at times, yeah. right? Leaving high school a successful, but because you did not like what was happening in high schools in Miami and you became uh, really disgusted with the, the progress or lack thereof. You know, and then just like you told, you told uh, uh, Bob Huggins, like, look, if you ever need me, call me. And he called you like you, you actually say what you mean and then you do it or you don't do it because you said it. And that's what you actually mean. And that's not how most people operate. Let me go back real quick. Yep. You walk into Michael Beasley's hotel room. Where did you guys, because I know Delante and Bees had a long history. Correct. What was what was your history in terms of his knowledge of you? Because when guys recruit a guy, you know they know other guys and staff. But there's the head coach, and then there's the guy who's the point man. What right. was what, what what was that meeting like? Yeah, I mean, I got to understand. I I my high school days, uh, I was you know real tight with Curtis Malone, and and I knew that uh, Delante and Mike were were tighter than new rope. I mean, Mike cons- to this day considers Delante his big brother. Um, you know, and, and, and people forget that Delante's real brother, Demar Johnson, played for Hugs at Cincinnati, and that's where that relationship was formed. It had nothing to do with Michael Beasley. It was a uh, Delante Hugs relationship came from way before Michael Beasley. And uh, but no, that was, was everyone understood that was Delante's guy. And um, uh, I, the way Hugs does it, and it's the way I do it now. Uh, there's a point person in a recruitment. But those players know you're coming to play for us. You're not coming here to speak to him and no one else. And um, and uh, so we we you know we we uh, we had a great relationship. Mike and I did. Uh, uh, it wasn't like Hugs's relationship with him. It wasn't like Delante's relationship with him. So I had to go sell myself to Mike now as the head coach. It's going to manage you, not Hugs, me. And you're possibly going to be the first pick of the draft. And uh, so we had to go there and, and, and do it in person. We did it in the hotel lobby, by the way, not in his room, because they had roommates and, you know, didn't want to be invading other people's space. And, uh, and, 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 you know, Doug, people talk about tampering. You want to talk about, and he had signed his letter of intent. Yeah. You want to talk about tampering during that week now? I mean, it, it was embarrassing. I confronted a bunch of coaches after the fact and let them know, like, Man, I I can't believe I get my opportunity, and you guys are established dudes, and and you're doing this, you know. But but that's it is what it is. 
what what was it like to coach him? He had an incredible year, but his the persona that I think um, he gives off is he's very laid back. Yeah, very laid back. Uh, he's a little goofy, and he likes to play. But you you especially at Kansas State, I would say you're the opposite of laid back. What was what was that like? Well, I. You know, Doug, that's one of the reasons why if, if uh, you called me and you said, hey, we got to do a third podcast for another hour, I'm signing up uh, because a lot of that attention that we grabbed that year yeah. was created by you on television. Uh, you remember that game at Colorado where, you know, I, you said you were in the room right next door to me at halftime and you could hear the paint melting from my screaming in there. And, and then you did a game at, at K-State later on in the year. You named it the Octagon of Doom. I did not name it the octagon. I thought it was you. Okay. So here's how it went down. This is a true story. Um, There are two Marriott's. I think there are two Marriott's in, in Manhattan. There's like a courtyard by Marriott. And then there's a downtown Marriott. Right. And I roll into town, fly into Kansas city. I do my radio show. And then I made like record time. Like it was one of those, supposed to take two and a half and it might've taken a buck 50, right? I'm jamming <laughs> and I'm excited. And, you know, and, um, and I, I believe you had invited me to dinner and I'm like, I don't think I can make it. And so I'm, I come jamming into town and I pull in and I, I am one of these, I may fly by the seat of my pants, just put it in my email where I'm staying. And I, I oftentimes don't look at it until I'm actually in the town, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember looking at Marriott. So I pull into the Marriott and I go in to check in. And uh, the guy at the front was very nice, but he's like, Mr. Gottlieb, we don't have room for you. And I'm also very cheap. I like things to be direct billed and I'm lazy about doing expense reports. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I, I could have just, you know, give him the credit card, 125 bucks, whatever expense it. I was like, uh, so I look at my email and I said, it's right here in Marriott. They're like, no, 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 that's the courtyard by Marriott. That's you know, down, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so I'm walking out. And one of the other guys that works at the hotel is like, hey, you doing the show? You doing the game at the Octagon tomorrow? I was like, what? The Octagon, the Octagon of Doom. And I said, what was that? He's like, that's that's what we're calling Bramlage, the Octagon of Doom. It's like that's awesome, awesome. So I go, and that night, I I I said like, you know, it's the Octagon of Doom, and it was a great. And the, and the interesting thing about Bramlage was when I played there. Uh, Asbury was the coach. weren't very good. They had a guy named Manny Dice who was who, oh, yeah. who was he was a a monster, and we won a very close game. And I remember playing there, thinking, you know, this place is full. It's pretty good. And my dad had coached at K State, um, and when he was there, they coached. They played at Ahern, right? Yep. And that was like the the Gallagher Iba of of Kansas. Small, pure right track goes around it. You know, <laughs> you pull out back the bleachers, right? There's there was an indoor track. And up until you got up until hugs got there, really, um, people hated Bramlage. They just didn't like it. They, you know, they missed Ahern and it was and obviously you guys got it going anyway. So I it was Octagon of Doom. So I get back. And as my schedule was back then, I would do a game and then I come in and I, I'd land and I go and then I do studio the whole weekend. And so the whole weekend. I was every time they would talk about you guys, I would say Octagon of Doom. Somehow I got credit for something that I did not do. Wow. I will gladly, I will gladly take the credit. But then, like Fran does a game on Big Monday, like you play on the road on Saturday. Fran does a game, and I had texted Fran, "Hey, Franny, they're calling it the Octagon of Doom." He's like, "I love that. I love that." And so I think even Fran like gave me the credit, and that wasn't me. And so, um, so all of a sudden, then there's Octagon signs and octagon shirts and and it was it was it was it was amazing but like look you were a guy who you held guys to a standard yeah. of, of of work and it's one of the things that i believe is that most guys that most kids they want to be coached and they want to be coached hard but they want to be coached fair and you coach them hard and fair and i think sometimes television didn't really do you justice right because they got the look and the stare but anytime i was running your players loved you because you were fair to them right like you weren't just MFing them to MF them, right? You were, you were like a father who held them accountable. And so many guys don't have that in their lives. And even if they do, their dad's like, you better listen to him or I'm going to, I'm going to come up there and wring your neck. But when you get on to Beasley, right. And that was, this is in your first year and you're trying to prove yourself. How did he react? Here, here's, here's the greatest 
B's behind the scenes story of all time. Uh, this this says a lot. Uh, before I say the story, he is the easiest, real good player I've ever coached. Wow. All he wanted to do was please. He wanted you to help him, and he resp- he let you coach him. He he didn't fight you, um, but he laid back. He to this day laid back. It's just who he is. It's his DNA. But Doug, we're getting ready to play Sacramento State, okay. and Brad Underwood, my assistant at the time, it's his scout. So we're in the locker room. It's first game of the year, and they're no good. I, you know, you're, you're, you're the first month leading into the first game. My first game ever as a head coach. I've studied okay. Sacramento State as if we're getting ready to play Kansas on national TV, and so they're not very good. But we got nine first-year players. Eight of them were freshmen. The ninth was Denny Clement, and he was redshirting. Right. And, and sorry, seven freshmen, a JUCO transfer, and Denny Clemente. So. You know, I'm nervous. I want to make sure that, you know, I, I'm head coach, division one basketball in a power five school. I've got to have my team prepared. That's what I, you know, get paid to do. And um, so Brad's showing film and we're in the locker room. And I, you know, I, I usually sat away from the camera. So I'm looking around the room and Mike is sitting there and he starts. Fall asleep. And I just, I don't say a word until he's completely out. So when he's completely out, I'm like, stop, Brad, stop, Mike, stand up. And, and he looks at me like, and he's like, uh, I'm like, Mike, don't say a word. Cause then you're going to call me a liar. Then I'm going to be mad. Stand up. So I made him watch film standing up like a little kid in kindergarten, like, you know, to, to make sure everyone knows that he wasn't paying attention. Number two, when you stand up, you're not going to fall asleep. So now he's going to watch. So now we go through the rest of the scouting report, and now we're walking to the court in Bramlage. And from our locker room, it's like this walk up that tunnel. And he's like a little kid, man. I'm just telling you, he just wants to please. And and I'm walking, and he comes running up from behind and puts his arm around me, and he says, Coach Frank, man, I, I, I've never done that film stuff, man. I, you know, I, I got to learn. You got to be patient with me. I said, Mike, I told you that if you listen to me, I'll help you, but you got to listen to me. And he says, Coach Frank, I understand, but were you watching those guys? Which one of those guys is going to guard me? And and I was like, Mike, shut up. Get on the court. Let's practice. When I took him out of the game, we were up 30. He had 36 points, 24 rebounds. And he comes by me, puts his arm around me. He says, I got you, man. I got you. And that's, that's Mike Beasley, man. He's loyal. He's honest. He's simple. He cares. Um, you know, the, I'll say one last thing on Mike. And I, I'll talk to you about anything you want to know about Mike. But, you know, the world of basketball has tried to paint him as a failure because he hasn't lived up to that number two draft pick kind of career. He is an unbelievable father. He cares for his children like there's no tomorrow. Um, and he is finally – found who he is uh you know he's been searching for who he is for for a long time and unfortunately he don't get to do that behind the scenes he gets to do that in front of the world judging him because he's a basketball player got picked number two so i'm really proud of him man he's become a hell of a man it's uh, uh he takes on his responsibilities in a great way there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. How did you handle, you know, uh, your guys' first road trip? You go to uh, Orlando, you lose to George Mason. Right. Yep. Then you come home, you, you lose to uh, Oregon. Uh, then, you know, you you go to uh, Madison Square Garden and you lost, I think, to Notre Dame. Right? That's correct. And, and here you are. You're the guy who the assistant and you got no con- you have no contract. And and look, you're play- you're replacing Bob Huggins. And there's the old well, he's coaching Bob Huggins players like, yeah, it's not actually. But again, you know how the whispers work. Mm-hmm. How did you handle that? How did you how did you keep everybody together? Yeah, I mean, I've never been one to pay attention to people that are not in it with me. Uh, uh, you know, it goes back to Shaky Rodriguez, man. When when you know, growing up under him uh, at Miami High School, uh, he 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 buttoned down the hatches now, and it was all about us and and keeping the message consistent about you know with us uh, back then. Uh, it would have been a little harder if social media would have been as popular as it is now yeah. because uh, it's so hard uh, to, to keep everyone on point and on message because there's so many voices. Um, but but they we had a loyal staff, Delonte Hill, loyal as a day is long, um, Brad Underwood, Matt Figger, uh, our strength coach. Here, here's where Hugs really helped me. And, and this is where Bob Huggins does not get credit for the man that he is. He knew that he could have taken our strength coach. He could have taken Delonte, then Jacob Pullen, Bill oh, Walker. Have taken our strength coach. I don't even remember. He worked me out. I was sore for like two weeks. Yeah, he's the real deal. He, 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 you, you guys, you went in there and you got it in with him. He's the real deal. And, but Hugs could have taken him, could have taken Delonte. Um, uh, Mike Beasley would have gone to West Virginia. Bill Walker would have transferred. Jacob Pullen gone to West Virginia. And instead, Hugs grabbed all those dudes and said, it's Frank's turn. I'll be okay. I'm going to be all right. I'm going home. It's Frank's turn. You guys got to look out for Frank right now. And those guys were, were, were troopers, man. We all lived. Doug, it was the most amazing thing. We lived in a brand new development that we all bought homes when we were the assistant coaches. Uh-huh. It was our strength coach. I was his next door neighbor, a guy from the army, Andy Astley, who's our operations guy to this date, and Delonte Hill. So, and that's it. There were no more homes in the development. It was a brand new development in the outskirts of Manhattan. So we we spent all our time in our backyards just trying to figure out how to fix the world's problems. And uh, and in that way, we we became really, really a close-knit group under Hugs. So when Hugs left, that loyalty stayed true. And uh, uh, just, you know, powerful group of guys. And then the players, man, I can't – I can't uh, – you know, Bill Walker was hard to coach. Bill and I butted heads a lot, uh, but that's good players, man. You, you're going to butt heads with good players. And yeah. uh, but at the end of the day, uh, they were awesome, man. Those guys were awesome, and they fought to the end. You beat Kansas at home. That was, I mean, that was that was that was when it was. All right, it's over. He's the coach for as long as he wants to be the coach, right? Because I don't think had they never beaten Kansas at home in Bramlage. Had right? been twenty had been twenty five years, but they hadn't. So for again, for people who not at Bramlage, correct, right? So Bramlage Coliseum is it's an octagon. It's just mm-hmm. a, it's, but before that, all the wins were at Ahern, 
Hey, when they they built the, a, a new building that everybody hated, but for tw- they never you'd never won in that building, and hadn't won at home against your in-state rival in twenty-five years. Mm. What was that moment like for you? Well, it, to this day, there's a lot of media folks get mad at me because I don't let freshmen speak to the media the first semester. I let I turn them loose after the first semester, and the big reason why is that summer before that year, we're at a function in Topeka, Kansas, and uh, uh, the media attacked Beasley. Mike was there, and uh, the media attacked him, and he told them, man, we're going to beat Kansas here, there, and in Africa. (laughs) So then they come running to me. Hey, Mike Beasley said this, and I was like, well, that's why we recruited him. We want guys that believe that we're going to be Kansas every time we line up and play. That's as a coach, you want your players thinking like that. Uh, but privately, I went back and I said to I went back and told Tom Gilbert at SID at the time, "Hey, uh, freshmen are not talking to the media for semester." That's and, all right. I, listen, listen, listen. I was a redshirt junior, and we were picked to win the league in ninety eight, ninety nine. We'd had a we were picked dead last year before when I got there and we won the South. That was back when it was split up and sports illustrated asked me, you know, like, why do you think you're going to win the league? And I said, we got better guards, you know? Hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I got, I didn't get to talk to the media for like three months or whatever, but I mean, what do you like? Are you just supposed to think that somebody's better than you? And by the way, we did have better guards. All right. Um, but that wasn't, that that wasn't received all that well up in the uh, corner office of Gallagher Iba Arena. Um, okay, uh, yeah. you obviously it, it it became a thing, right? The octagon became a thing. Your program became a thing. You know, you were able from Danny Clemente, Jacob Pullen. Uh, you had you had so many players that became kind of legendary for. Uh, the, the, it's, it's one thing to have a successful year. It's another thing to build a successful program and have a successful culture. When did you feel like it changed? And there wasn't because you get done with your first year and your AD says, I got you, you redo your contract at the end of that year. Was it when, he I was still, by the way, I was still, I was still, when we redid it, I was still yeah. the lowest paid guy in the big 12. You just had a, you just had a heftier buyout, right? So so, so when did, what, did it change when he left? When did, when did your feeling about your, your relationship with the university, with the athletic department change? I, my relationship with them was always great, but there was that uncertainty about a contract. And, uh, but when, when Tim Weiser, uh, was waiting for me, John Weefald, who was the longtime president at the university, hired Bill Snyder, hired Bob Huggins, hired me, unbelievable man. Um, his vice president, Bob Krause, loves sports, unbelievable man. Those guys were in my corner. I knew that. Tim Weiser was in my corner. Unfortunately, Tim Weiser is my boss directly, so that's why I interacted with 99% of the time. And the whole contract thing was a Tim Weiser, Frank Martin thing, but no one ever knew. I didn't bring it up. He didn't bring it up. We, we just went about our business. And that's why that moment when Tim was waiting for me outside the locker room uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, when we beat Southern Cal, and he said what he said to me, uh, it just reinforced to me what a good man he was. Because, uh, you know, he never allowed uh, my not wanting to sign the contract, whether he agreed or I agreed, regardless, never held that against me. Never, never, on the contrary, helped me every step of the way in that journey that first year, which I used to call it the circus because that first year, me, I'm, I'm a different dude. No one knows who I am. Right. Uh, Mike, Mike, Bill, those guys brought the circus to town and it was just unbelievable every day that we lost early trying to hold that together. Then we started winning. Um, but it's, uh, but that when, when I walked in the locker room that day after, after Tim Weiser said that to me, I got in front of the players and I could not get a word out. I, I was overcome with emotion uh, because I realized like, okay, now this is my coaching home. This is where my college career was born. And this is my coaching home. So that was the moment right there. The, the third year was the, was the big year. That was the elite eight year, yeah. right? That was, that, mm-hmm. that was, but, but again, like you were, I, 
you were known for having Beasley, but that didn't become your best team. What was it about the third year that allowed you guys to, you know, you won 29 games and you just, you got better and better and better. Well, uh, at the end of our first year, then everyone predicted, well, this guy's a hothead. He don't know what he's doing. Right. And now Mike Beasley's gone and Bill Walker's gone. Uh, they're done. They'll, they're going to fire him. They're no good. Um, and then, um, we, we had a pretty good non-conference run my second year, but then we start big 12 play 0 and four and here it comes the, the end of the earth and da, 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 da. And Danny Clemente, uh, who had redshirted my first year, we had just lost in Nebraska to go and four and Danny Clemente loses his mind in the locker room. Like he could, he hated to lose. And here's the smallest guy on our team with taking over control with his personality of, you know, all the, the, whatever the, the possibility of us falling apart and not allowing it. And, uh, he single-handedly turned our team around, uh, that year. And we ended up nine and seven in league play, uh, just missed. Um, it, it's it, the only time in my career, Doug, I've ever told the team, yo, we're going into a must win. And it was late in the year. We went into GIA and Oklahoma state, you know, Sean was the coach. They were good. And I told the team, you guys want to go to the NCAA tournament? We have to win today. Well, we had another game left after that. And we went in there and fought our tails off. And people don't, the average person that don't know college basketball, they don't understand how hard it is to win at GIA when that place is packed, rocking and rolling. It's, it's ridiculous how hard it is. But we lose a two-point game, and uh, um, and then we we uh, got beaten the first round of conference tournament by Texas, who we had beaten earlier in the year. And we get left out of the NCAA tournament. And uh, Jacob Pullen and Denny Clemente come up to me maybe a week after we lost. We went to the NIT. Lost in the second round at San Diego to San Diego State. Who would have known that that San Diego State team uh, was going to become what they became moving forward? And um, uh, but Denny Clement and Jacob came up to me and they were like, "Hey, when we get back in the gym?" And I said, "Man, we just finished. We got to get back in the gym." And away we went. And those those two guys kind of took the team, the bull by the horn, for lack of better words. We had a guy red shirting that year, Curtis Kelly. Sure. who's unbelievably talented. So now that my third year, he becomes eligible. Uh, and then the Jamar Samuels is of the world. Uh, Dominique Sutton's of the world. Uh, uh, now they're third year guys. Uh, Lu uh, Luis Colon's a senior. Denny's a senior. Uh, our freshmen were Rodney Magruder, Wally Judge. I mean, we, we had really good players that year. And uh, so we had experience. Guys that understood me. I understood them. And really talented incoming players. And uh, away we went. That 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 year was a uh, um, when that when that team lost to Butler in the Elite Eight. Um, that's the the you know when you lose a game you're not supposed to lose. It's a loss you never forget. Sure. That that's uh, the most frustrating moment for me as a coach because I've never uh, I had never been around a team that worked as hard as those kids did to stick together from their freshman year to that moment uh, when easily it could have fallen apart. When the whole world said, your coach don't know what he's doing. You right. can't win without Michael Beasley. You can't win without Bill Walker. Yet they held that thing together. And, and, and with three minutes to go, we're up one to go to the final four. And we just couldn't close the deal. If you could do one thing different personally from that game, what would you do? The day before. It's the only time in my career that I have not practiced the guys. You remember – um, the, the sweet 16 game was a double overtime Xavier game, which was, it was 103 to 96 or some crazy unbelievable game. up and down yeah, yeah. double overtime. You're trying to save their, you're trying to save their legs. And the game ends at one o'clock in the morning. Right. And, and then of course, I'm sure you started, but you had the early game on Sunday. The game ends at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and, and then on, they give us practice time. Yeah. 1 PM the next day. Yeah. And you have an hour and a half media as well. That's mandatory. And you got to do media, all that stuff. Right. So I get to practice and I'm like the whole night, I you don't sleep. You're on adrenaline at that time of year as a coach. I mean, you take a nap for an hour and a half, two hours, coffee and let's go. And 
I'm the whole night. I'm saying, how do I manage for, I, I've never been through this Doug. Right. You know what I mean? I, as yeah. a coach, I've never been through this. So I'm saying, how do I manage this moment? How do I manage this moment? I mean, and, and those kids had practiced hard, laid it on the line, played hard as heck. And then they announce NCAA announces because the other game is West Virginia on that day. The other final four game that day is West Virginia, Kentucky. Well, they're not tipping them off at noon East Coast. They're tipping them off at 5 p.m. East Coast. Right. So they say, all right, the team on the West Coast over there in Salt Lake, uh, it's Butler, K-State. No one's watching that game, so let's send them early. Plus it's altitude. And the altitude. So we 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 just – and Butler was good. Man, were they physical. Holy cow, were they physical. And, and early in the game uh, – they uh, they set a ball screen. Matt Howard set a ball screen on Denny Clemente and need him in the thigh. How Denny finished that game. If we had won to go to the final four, I don't think Denny play. Clemente plays next weekend. His thigh was so bad. You know, it's but, interesting. I, I, I did. Um, they had a tournament in Hawaii that year and I was watching them practice. And one of the other coaches came up to me. It was in, it was at the university of Hawaii that the diamond head game tournament. Mm-hmm. And one of their coaches popped in. He's like, you see, you see, you see Butler? I said, yeah. He said, they look like, they may look like schoolboys, but they hit you like sailors. He's like, oh it's the God. most physical team I've ever seen. They, they, I, they were the most physical playing in the big 12, Kansas, the, you know, Missouri's the Nebraska's you play some physicality now. Yeah. And when they were by far the most physical team we played all year, uh, their guard play, Ronald Norad, uh, um, uh, the other six uh, four kid from Kentucky that's still in the NBA. Uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name right now. Then Gordon Hayward and Matt Howard, and then they uh, they had uh, the the young man that passed away was young and a big seven footer, and they had Smith, a, yeah, Andrew Smith. Yeah. yeah, they had a power forward who was from Miami. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but they they were so physical. It was and and they were good. Physical were really good players. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shelvin Mack, that's the guard. Shelvin, Shelvin Mack is the, yes. And, but I, I told Tom Izzo, cause then they beat us and Izzo calls me on whatever Monday, Tuesday, and that's who they play in the final four. And he says, Frank, what do you think? I said, Tom, it's the most physical team we've played all year, you know? And, and, and I don't, I don't like saying this. I'm going to say it, but I don't, I don't say this, but it's like the officials. It was like little Butler. You know, no, totally. No, and, listen, and, listen. And they, that's, they, that's the, they knocked the sh- crap out of you. I almost yeah. said something else. Yes, they knocked no, the it's, crap it's okay. Out it's a podcast. You can you can say. And I like things. physical. You know my teams. No, I, no, I no, 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 no. I, I I understand. It's like, look, this has been this is the the, the age old basketball argument, right? The big guys always get called for the fouls, whereas the little guys, you can be way more physical and way way dirtier because whether officials want to want to admit it or not, they give the little guy the benefit of the doubt. And Butler yeah. kind of has. They got this kind of choir boy look to him. And Brad's got this choir boy. looks like he's 12 look to him. Meanwhile, they're kicking the hell out of you moving on every screen. And I mean, it is, you know, it is, it, it is, it's absolute warfare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi priority notify with your Amex platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, fast forward to the Miami job comes open. Yep. Like, why didn't you take it? It's not offered. Why not? Uh, you have to ask them. I, 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 I Frank, can give you Frank, Frank leaves, and you had to think, in, uh, like, okay, I'm going to get the call, right? Uh, this is all I'm going to tell you, Doug. I'm not going to tell you who. I got a call at midnight. This is happening. And I was, um, I said, listen, man, I, I can't get, this is not a job that I can get in the middle there's too many feelings here. I, this, this can't be a let's go back and forth stuff. You know what I make? If my whole staff, if you can't take care of my whole staff, I can't do this. I got a call at 7 o'clock the next morning, said we can do it. And then I got a call later that day, say, forget it. Not happening. And Why? I, I, you got to ask them. I, I, I'm not, I, I, it's not fair for me to, uh, to share, uh, you know, things that happen in private uh, that I'm aware of because I don't know if they know I'm aware of them. Uh, I'm just I'm too connected down there. I I, I mean, I, I know I that know. that's why that's why all of us we were like, like all right, well that's gonna happen, right? That's- yeah, I I I mean I I'm not just connected at the University of Miami. I mean uh-huh. I somebody throws a rock somewhere in the city, I'm gonna find out who did it, and um, so that's why I'm that's why I can't speak on it because. It's not like they, they know that I know, I, I know what happened. They don't know what happened. That's, that's something that the, that you should ask the leadership there. One, you know, uh, what went down? Why South Carolina? Why did you make that move? What's the the real um, story behind it? No, but I made public was real. Uh, my last year at K-State, my mother-in-law, uh, was going and, um, uh, battling breast cancer. And it was really, really hard on my wife because she couldn't leave. I'm in the middle of the season. So she can't go to New York. We got young, young kids. And uh, it's the first time I, I, uh, I, I thought about, it's the first time I ever sat back and said, it might be time to get the family closer to family. And my, my mom's in Miami and uh, my sister's in New York. My wife's family's in New York. And, and um, uh, so, you know, I, it's the only time. Um, um, everyone put a big deal, uh, behind the scenes that me and, and John Curry, who's our athletic director did not get along. That's yeah, not, that was, that true. was, that was the, that was the story that other people wanted. wanted yeah. To that's, that's, what, that's what everyone put out there. That's not true. John worked his tail off. John raised money. We, we at K-State had a budget of 43 million athletic department budget of 43 million. Our facilities were awful. John came in there and he changed the way of thinking. John, John grew that place. Uh, now, in the meantime, John and I are trying to figure each other out. I, I mean, I'm different. You know, I'm, uh, he, he had to uh, learn to understand me. And, and so we're right in the middle of our relationship building. And, and I, I saw how hard he was working. Uh, and then I'm going through that personal kind of moment right there. And, you know, Doug, it, it, it was, here's the, the, here's the one thing. This is why I don't chase jobs. This is, I'm, I'm very, uh, as loud as obnoxious as I can be on a sideline. I'm very soft hearted when it's time to make decisions. I, 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 if I open my heart, I, I'm, it, you can throw me into next week as long as I don't let my heart get involved, you know, and, uh, um, uh, Eddie Fogler, who I know you, you know, Eddie, Eddie, I trust right. Eddie. Eddie's a longtime friend. Eddie had the search here. 
at South Carolina. Eddie's a is, and but at the time he was my AD, real good friend with Eric Hyman, who's the athletic director here. And Eddie was the coach here. And Eddie still lived in Columbia, South Carolina. And Eddie called me. We lost in the NCAA tournament. Eddie called me and said, uh, if you want the job, it's your job. So I said, all right, I need you to tell me what's, what's, is this something I need to listen to? And he said, I, I mean, Frank, you know, you got a K-State, uh, but I'm just telling you the the AD at South Carolina wants you, you're the guy and he'd love to meet with you. Uh, and then Eddie uh, made me understand quality of life, the community, the job that he thinks it could be great. And the one thing, Doug, that I never, ever in my – K-State folks were incredible. I mean, we had that thing. It was the best team we had coming back That that uh, when I made the decision to leave. That team the following year, give, Bruce Weber, yeah. give yeah. Bruce Weber all the credit that he came in there. He bought in. He, he, he earned their trust, and he got them to play his way, and they won the Big 12. Um, the – but I, it was hard for me to leave those guys behind. Uh, but when I met with Eric Hyman, he, it, it, he said, you're the guy. And you, you are the guy that I believe in. And he made me feel that way. And the one thing that maybe in the back of my mind I could never shake is that I always got the K-State job because I had hugs as players. Right. The reason we won was, you know, hugs turned it, not me. Right. And that I got the job because of Mike, and right. you'd and always that, be you'd always be viewed as the guy who was in the mailroom. So in, in right. the back of my mind, yeah. that kind of was there. Yeah. Secondly, Doug, I'm just wired kind of stupid sometimes. Like nothing. I've never had anything easy in my life. My mother, my grandmother, they they've never had anything easy in their life. So I could have probably stayed patient. And the day I decided to take another job taking a job that had a, a better profile Pedigree. in South Carolina. Yeah. But I was like, this guy believes in me, man. This guy just made me feel like I'm the guy. And if I can go there, it then it's perfectly, it is almost the exact midpoint between New York City and Miami, Florida. So in my mind, now I start thinking a little deeper, like things are meant to be. Right. My wife didn't want to live in Florida. I had no interest. If I was going to leave the cold weather of Kansas, I did not want to go to the cold weather somewhere else. I wanted to go to warmer weather. And, um, and I said, maybe, it, maybe it's meant to be. And I said, you know what? Let's try it, man. And, uh, and I did it. And, and it was a combination of all those points that I just brought up. And uh, here's a great story now. And, and before you ask me the next question. So now – First game I ever coached in South Carolina. We're playing Wisconsin-Milwaukee. 18,000-seat arena, 3,000 people at the game. Yeah. So there, it's empty. There's a, a gentleman sitting across the court on courtside seats with his two boys. Not all the courtside seats are filled. Second half, we're down 15. The, his cell phone starts ringing. So he answers his cell phone. The game's going on. I'm watching him on his cell phone. And he says, hey, I'm at the game. New coach, same stuff. This team's awful. Let me call you when the game's over. I turn around. I look at Underwood and Matt Figger, and I said, did you guys just see that? And they're sitting there in disbelief. They, they, we all heard the conversation. And I said, what have we gotten ourselves into? And they both looked at me. And they said, we, what have you gotten us into? That was first game ever in South Carolina. Uh, had, I mean, I, like, I remember when you had my Carrera that year, I did one of your games. And you're like, trust me, this is my kind of guy. But I looked at that team and I, was, I thought everybody thought the same thing. Like, this, we're, we're awesome. a long way from Frank McGuire, right? We are a long way from Frank <laughs> McGuire. And, and as we know, there are teams in the SEC that offer it a different level of scholarship than then there's a, a different grant aid program at some teams, at least the, uh, at least it's been portrayed that way. Yeah. So how, how do you go from there to when Carrera is a senior playing in the final four? Yeah. You know, Doug, I, I, uh, I tried to be patient when I got the job here in recruiting. Um, first of all, nobody wanted to come play here. That was any good. 
Um, so I tried to take some, uh, some, some guys that I knew because we had been recruiting before that were going to be loyal to me. And, and I took Michael Carrera mm-hmm. and I took the two Lithuanian guys, Mendalgas, Kachinas and, uh, Limonis had, had, I can't say his last name. I coached him for four years. I still can't say his last name, but I took those three guys because we had recruited all three at K-State, but I didn't have scholarships for them. Um, and then there's a guy here in the program, Bruce Ellington, sure. football, football player. player. Yeah. He immediately bought into me. And, and those four guys um, uh, gave me players that I can trust and believe in. And then Cinderius Thornwell, the fall of my first year, signs with us. He's a senior at Oak Hill Academy. He commits and signs with us. And, and uh, that was kind of the nucleus. And away we went. And then little by little, we yeah, signed better players and better players. And PJ, now you hit with PJ Dozier, McDonald's All American, and and now, and 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 and, and I, it's interesting because I actually know a little bit more about the state of South Carolina because, um, uh, God, I'm trying to think of his name. He played at Clemson back in the day, but but it was we were all same year. We're Kevin Garnett's from South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Ray Allen graduated high school in in South Carolina, right? right. The state of South Carolina actually produces good players oh, yeah. you're just unable to build a fence around the state because everybody comes in and gets them, you know? Yep. And, um, uh, then it becomes, you know, then, then, then it becomes crazy. Um, but, but PJ signifies a, a change, right? That signifies a, uh, what, what is that moment like though, to considering growing up, not even knowing if you want to coach and shaky tells you, I need you to help out in the JV right? climbing the ladder, moving high school mm-hmm. going to northeastern as we talked about in 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 the first one you know you're at a cafe with your girlfriend who's now your wife answering the phone it's hugs and says I, I need you to go to cincinnati hugs gets fired he goes to k-state you take the job with no real buyout no contract then you leave k-state on a whim you go to south carolina where they hadn't won forever right dave odom's a good coach he couldn't win there um to, to taking them to the final four is, was, was there a moment there that you remember that you were able to take in and understand your own personal kind of uh, story in, in that magical ride? Oh, and you left, you left out the year before the final four, which is Correa's senior year. We set a school record for wins, won 25 games, 11 league games, and we got left out the NCAA tournament. And, and uh, I, I, at the end of that year, I was like, I was like, I, I don't know if we can, what, how more, what more can you do? And, you know, our school had not won an NCAA tournament game since 1972 at the time. So now here comes a, the final four year. And, and now we're rolling, man. We're, we're playing well early and I got a suspension Darius and we played six games without him. Uh, and then we had injury bug hit our team. PJ hurts his neck. Rakim Felder, who was our freshman guard that had a heck of a run at the end of the year, hurts a knee. The other guard uh, goes through a battle of mono early January. So we, we, we just get hit with, with the injury bug. And, um, but at the end of the year, I thought we started playing well again. And uh, uh, we went into the tournament. And uh, the day it hit me, Doug, uh, was the game between the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 game. Right. At practice at Madison Square Garden. I'm I'm at that practice, and all I could do is think back to that Butler game. And 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 I'm sitting there saying, Wow, we're right back in that same moment again. And and uh um, and that's when it kind of hit me. Like, because at the time at K-State, I thought that was incredible being in that Elite Eight game. And now I'm sitting there on the court. And it's early in practice and, you know, guys are shooting around or whatever. And, and I'm looking around and I'm in Madison Square Garden and I'm saying, we're playing to go to the Final Four. It's New York City, Frank McGuire, the Gamecocks, my wife, her family, my family. It's New York, the mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden. This can't be happening to me. How this all happened? And, uh, and we had the players were incre- it was my birthday, the same day of my birthday. And the players have an incredible practice. 
And then when practice ends, we're in the middle. And as I start talking to them, they had arranged for the band to play happy birthday. And I left that arena that day. And I said, man, I'm lucky. Holy cow. I can't believe that this is happening. And, and then you play the game. And those kids, like they were all year, man, they, they wouldn't give in. They just kept fighting and fighting. And we're down and fight and fight and fight. And when we took the lead, they never relinquished the lead. And, and then the, the buzzer sounds and it's Sinatra, who I love, and it's New York, New York. And, and they're people grabbing me. They, they were trying to put that final four hat on my head yeah. and it was too small. I got big old melon and they couldn't fit it. And they're like yanking it. Now I'm walking around the court. I'm looking for my family. And I, I know he's a dear friend of yours. I end up hugging my wife, my, my mother, my children, and Darius Rucker. And they're all crying, snot coming out of their faces. Darius is, Darius is wiping his face on my shirt and then asking, I'm sorry, Frank. I, I just can't believe this is happening at my school. Powerful, powerful little 24-hour window for me there professionally and personally. Um, what, what, what's left for you? Right. Obviously, you want to win a national title. You want to get South Carolina back to the. But I got I got time for one more. Yeah. What 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 is because you're only in your mid fifties, but you're you're starting to get to the sense of accomplishment, and there, there's a a little bit different ease with how you approach uh, so many of these situations. Uh, what's left for you personally and professionally at South Carolina and in the coaching profession? You know, Doug, I I, uh, I I'm not chasing records. I'm not trying to. Uh, I don't have, I don't have any college pedigree uh, before I started coaching college basketball. Uh, I coached high school ball for a long time. So my, my whole, uh, how many wins and all that stuff and career record, I, all that stuff doesn't mean anything to me. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm not driven by that. Never have. I don't believe I ever will. Uh, I, I just want to be happy. I want to trust the people I work for. I want to make sure that I'm the right person for the people I work for and work with. Uh, As long as I have that in place, I've never been a job chaser. I was a JV coach for nine years. If you can coach JV basketball at the same school for nine years, that means you're not chasing jobs anywhere. And, and uh, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace, man. I just want to be around ball. I, 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 as I've gotten older with social media, I love practice. The games have gotten really, really hard because uh, winning is really difficult. Yeah. Um, and but everyone has an overreaction to winning and an overreaction to losing. So I've got to manage a locker room full of young people that are overly, you know, uh, th- their emotions are ride with that public uh, wave for the most part, whether it's a good one or a bad one. Uh, so, so the games have gotten difficult. I hug said it best, uh, when he says winning is relief, losing is misery. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of what, what the season feels like. Uh, well, listen, I, I can't tell you how appreciative I am of your time. We can do it part three, whenever you want, whenever you want, you just text me, and we'll do it. But, uh, it's been amazing to be a friend along this journey and I can't wait to see your team play whenever you play in Kansas city next week or whether you open up in Columbia in, uh, uh, in the SEC. Thank you so much, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Appreciate it, Doug. Same your way. Thank you. Wasn't that a wow? Wasn't that amazing? I just I, I love the guy personally because he's, he's not just a gentleman, and he's tough, hard-nosed, but he's fair. He's like basketball is this really interesting family that once you're in, you're kind of in, and you may have, you know, there's some coaches that, have personal issues like you know but you're still in the family there's coaches that can't coach offense you're still in the family there's coaches that can't coach defense you're still in the family we know who you are and then there's guys that think like the Huggins kind of family they're all kind of the same they're tough but the kind of rugged bear hug sort of guys that you'd love to hang out with Andy Kennedy's one of those and everybody calls him AK Mike Boyton's kind of part of that part of that family as as well from his time with Brad Underwood who of course is an assistant to to both of them and and they're all in that Huggins family really really good guys and I I hope you enjoyed it I hope you know that that's a good basketball family list we got to get Huggins on this don't we we absolutely do all right I'm gonna work on Bob Huggins get Bob Huggins I need to get Jim Beheim. 
Hopefully now he's because he's recording from the Rona, recovering from the Rona. In the meantime, my thanks to Frank Martin for that. I was like two and a half hours of of talk over two different days. Make sure you download all our All Ball podcast. Subscribe, rate it, listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app, or you can stream us anywhere you want. Um, And I appreciate you listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.